Hello, and welcome to Definitely a Board Game Podcast. I'm your host, Royce Calverly, and due to a last-minute scheduling mishap, our guest host for today was forced to drop out, so I'm flying solo. Rather than try to do an entire episode by myself, which just seemed like a lot of work, I thought it might be more fun to try something different. And with that in mind, I give you Definitely a Board Game Podcast, Accelerated. The idea is Accelerated is going to be a mini-episode where I talk about a game or a topic or whatever. It'll be a quick discussion where I ramble a bit and give you some of my thoughts. For today's Accelerated episode, I wanted to talk about two games that are among the most intense, interactive, mean, aggressive, strategic, and amazing game experiences that are simply available in gaming. Uh, Both games play best with their full player counts. Both games have a very high player count, 6 and 7 respectively. Both games are experience games. They take a long time to play, usually 5 to 8 hours. So you really need to schedule these games. Uh, Both games have minimal luck, and both games can kind of lead to tears. But ultimately, both are amongst my absolute favorite games of all time. So what are they? Well, today I'm going to be talking about two games. I'm going to be talking about Diplomacy and Dominant Species. I chose these two games because I feel like they are both games designed to meet the same gameplay experience. Let me show you what I mean. Diplomacy might be the oldest game that is still loved and played by modern board game fans. It was designed in 1954-55-ish. It was actually first published in 1959 It was by a man named Alan Calmer, and initially it was not an easy sell. All the major companies that Alan approached, they passed, they claimed that adults wouldn't be interested, and it wasn't exciting or approachable enough for kids, so they just weren't interested in diplomacy. That didn't stop Alan, though. He believed in this game. He believed there was a market for it, so he set up and published an original printing run of just 500 copies. These sold very quickly, and, he be- and the game became a bit of a splash. It attracted the attentions of Games Research, which was another publishing company, and they ended up republishing it in 1961. Avalon Hill would republish it in 76, as well as several more versions until the early 2000s. In 2008, Wizards of the Coast, having acquired Avalon Hill, would publish their version, which means, basically, diplomacy has been more or less in continu- continual production for over 60 years. Uh, both JFK and Henry Kissinger stated that diplomacy was their favorite game, so it has quite a pedigree going into it. In 1994, there was a re-implementation called Colonial Diplomacy that was released, but to be honest, it was not well-received, not by fans of the original game, and it didn't really pull, win in any new players either, so it quickly disappeared. If you want a chance to own a piece of Diplomacy history, the very first copy of the very first self-published edition was actually put up for auction by the Calmer Estates in 2017. It sold for just over 5000 US dollars. I don't know what to think about that. It's both more money than any game should ever sell for, and yet it still feels like it's less than I expected. I don't know, maybe the first copy of the first sub-published version, I just kind of thought it would sell for more than that. Either way, it was out of my price range. I certainly didn't bid on it. Dominant Species, the other game I'm going to talk about today by comparison, is a relatively new game. It was published in 2010. It was designed by Chad Jensen and released by GMT Games. 
Dominant Species has two editions and eight printings. There have also been two sequels, Dominant Species Marine, which is a four-player re-implementation, which was released in 2021, and the Dominant Species The Card Game, which I will continue to pretend to forget exists, because it was not great. Diplomacy is ranked at 668 on BGG, while Dominant Species has a very impressive rank of 81. I like to think that Dominant Species is what Diplomacy would have been if it had been designed 50 years later. Dominant Species takes advantage of all the game mechanisms and design lessons learned in the last half century. And, of course, that also comes, though, with an increase in both rules complexity and in number of mechanisms. Diplomacy is the epitome of streamlined design. The rules are incredibly simple. Diplomacy can be taught in less than five minutes. The depth of the game means that it'll take years to really learn how to play, but I can teach you those rules. I can have you playing Diplomacy in five minutes. Dominant Species, on the other hand, is actually a very hard teach. It has a lot of rules. It has a lot of things to remember. It has a very complicated area control mechanism that most people find confusing, at least at first, and it can be a little difficult to master. So it comes down to which game is better. For you, for me, for everyone, which game is just the better game? In order to explore that a little bit, let's talk about the gameplay. Let's talk about how Diplomacy plays first. So Diplomacy was once advertised as the game that destroys friendships, and it's a fiendishly simple game. Each player takes control of a European country in 1901. You'll start the game with a small number of units. In most cases, that's two armies and one fleet. That's it. Three units. Each turn takes place over one year. Uh, there are basically two seasons, spring and fall. In both seasons, you have a negotiation phase followed by a movement phase. Then you do another negotiation phase, movement phase, and then you have an end-of-year consolidation phase. And that's when you get to build new units, that sort of thing. The key to diplomacy is in its simplicity. Like I said, the rules are incredibly simple. Five minutes, promise. Each unit can do really just one of a few things. It can move or attack. It can support someone else's move or attack. It can hold and do nothing. Or if it's a fleet, it can convoy an army, basically move an army across a body of water. And that's it. Four things. There are no dice. There are no cards. There are no special powers. All of the complexity of diplomacy comes entirely from two things. First, it's a simultaneous action selection game, meaning everybody's actions happen at the same time. And second, real-life negotiation. See, unlike other games, you generally won't find diplomacy players sitting around a table staring at the board. In fact, the only time the players generally are all in the same place is when the orders are actually read and you see what the actual units are going to do. Diplomacy is a game of negotiation. It's about making and possibly breaking alliances. It's about talking to other players, both publicly and secretly. You can talk to them in groups. You can talk one-on-one. -on -one. It's very common for players to walk off together and have a little chat. And in truth, if you're not having any secret conversations with the other players, you're probably about to get attacked and wiped out. Because if you're not having those secret conversations, they're having them about you. It's In diplomacy, you're going to make deals, you're going to make promises, you're going to make alliances. You're going to negotiate your way to victory, 
or defeat. No one can win diplomacy by themselves. It's not possible. The combat system is so simple, so incredibly simple. Basically, if you are attacking, if you're moving your unit somewhere where there's already another unit, then you need to have more support than the other side. One-on-one will never win. You need to have your unit supported by another unit to attack. And if their defense is supported by another unit, again, it's a tie and nothing will happen. So it's all about getting that support. And because you have so few units, you can't really support your own attacks all the time. You're going to need help from other people. You're going to need someone else to sort of help you move into a space. And that means that alliance. That means you're going to have to figure out a way to work. You negotiate for support. You trade support. You get your fleets to help convey their armies or they convey con- sorry convoy your armies and here's the trick <laughs> what a trick none of your promises are binding see at the end of the negotiation phase after a certain length of time when everybody's had a chance to negotiate you're going to write down your orders and then you're going to submit them and nobody knows what your orders are until they're all read out together. So everybody's orders are read at the same time. And until the orders are read, they're not official. Anything you said is fine, but until they're actually read, that's not your order. So you don't know. Did your ally keep their promise? Did they stab you in the back? Did they make a mistake when they wrote their order? If they made a mistake, your, the order may not go through the way you expect. If they did make a mistake, was it accident? Or did they do it intentionally? You know, trying to kind of like play. I'm keeping my promise. I just made a mistake, but I never really intended to do it. That's why I made a mistake. And you start to wonder and your brain starts to spin. It just, the moment before those orders are read is just pregnant with suspense. You're shaking with excitement and a little fear. Your heart is racing as the orders are slowly read off. And then you go off and you do it again and again and again. Each negotiation is colored by the ones that came before. Betrayals are remembered and avenged. Friends are lauded and rewarded. Until they aren't. Diplomacy has a reputation of breaking people and friendships. I've personally seen a player crawl under the table and cry. It's the only game I've ever seen where that's happened, where the player literally crawled under the table and started to cry. I've seen fights break out over the game. I know people have lost friends because of the game. It's an emotional connection. It's what makes it such a great game, because you are not pieces on the board. You are your country. You have negotiated every step along the way, and every betrayal is like a direct betrayal of you there's nothing like it and it is truly remarkable unforgettable and just an amazing game experience so when it comes to can do it can dominant species possibly compare well yes and no see dominant species will never have the emotional impact of diplomacy it's a board game You're moving pieces, you're placing workers, you're activating cards for bonuses. But it does something that diplomacy rarely does, and that's it makes you feel smart. I'll explain what I mean by that. See, in diplomacy, you can feel clever. Uh, You you pulled one over on somebody. You can be proud of a well-orchestrated maneuver, but you never really have the opportunity to plan that far ahead to set up really long-term strategies, because diplomacy is a very tactical game you're always responding to the actions of the previous turn and the other players in dominant species on the other hand you begin with an action selection or a worker placement phase and then you're going to 
take turns selecting the number of actions and what actions you're going to be taking that turn. And there are different actions, and they vary from exploring new areas to manipulating food options in the current areas, attacking other species, migrating, evolving, or growing your own species, controlling the upcoming Ice Age through glaciation. There's a lot you can do in this game. Uh, many of the actions have multi-turn levels, so you need to be planning up to three turns ahead. So, for example, a food type that you remove this turn won't be available in the action on the following turn. But a food type that isn't removed from the action selection board this turn might ultimately actually remove that food from the board later on. Because three turns from now, if that token is still there, you have to remove the equivalent token off the board. So you're thinking not only what do I need now, but what would this, how would this hurt me in the future? There's multiple layers you have to go through here. Dominant Species is a game of area control, where every area is controlled two different ways. First, by the number of any given species in the area, but also by the evolutionary compatibility or dominance of the species in the area. Basically, each area can have several different food types available, and the species that is best adapted to those food types will be dominant in that area. Dominance will change regularly as food types are added, removed from the various areas, depending on what actions you chose. And tracking that, predicting that, is a huge part of the strategy because you have to stay dominant. You have to make sure either you adapt or you adapt the land to you, one of the two. Combat is based on action selection with no luck from the dice. However, there are cards you can choose from. And again, based on your action selection, you get to choose different cards. And these cards can decimate species or areas. The death coal can be extreme. And while it isn't difficult to rebuild your species after an attack... There are a limited number of cubes available, and you might find yourself running out of species to replace your dead. Unlike Diplomacy, which is played until a certain number of cities are occupied, with no specific number of turns or endgame timer, Dominant Species is played until a specific card is flipped from the deck. How long that takes depends on how fast the players go through the cards, but a good player can predict at least approximately when the game will end and can plan accordingly. All of this, making these predictions, making these plans, having these plans turn out, watching your strategies evolve, watching your strategies come to fruition, all of these things lead to this feeling of intelligence. You just feel smart when you do something well in Dominant Species. You just feel like you have defeated a puzzle that it's not only... Like, not a Sudoku, because, you know, they're just this this stable solid little thing, but all the other players are part of this puzzle, and you've defeated the puzzle. Diplomacy doesn't give you that feeling. Diplomacy gives you a slightly different feeling. Winning a game in Dominant Species is like you've accomplished a great intellectual task. You've outthought your opponents. You've outplanned your opponents. You've defeated them. Winning a game of Diplomacy feels like you've manipulated, outplayed, or outwitted your opponents, to borrow something from Survivor. You didn't outplan them, you outplayed them. You convinced or tricked them into declaring you the victor. Instead of you defeating them, they declared you the victor. That might seem similar, but those are two very, very different sensations. The winning, the feel of winning these games feel very, very different. Diplomacy is either my number one or my number two favorite game of all time, depending on the game. 
on the day, sorry. Dominant Species, definitely top five. I love both games, and I hope I've convinced you to give one or both a try someday. They aren't quick, they aren't easy, but they are amongst the most rewarding gaming experiences you will ever have. This has been Royce Calverly in the first of Definitely a Board Game Accelerated. If you're interested in more of these accelerated episodes, please let me know. Uh, you can reach me by email at definitelyboard at gmail.com, on Twitter at BoardDefinitely, on Facebook at DefinitelyBoard. You can listen to our regular podcast anywhere podcasts live, and maybe there'll be some more of these accelerated episodes in the future. But for now, I'll leave you with some quick thoughts. Basically, play Diplomacy. Play Dominant Species. If you get a chance to play either at a convention or something like that, where you can set aside a little bit of time, highly recommend both games. And for now, I will leave you with a song. I'm going to leave you with Edwin Starr, War. <clears throat> what is it good for? Take it.